0: Our world is always so rush-rush, we can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now... Here is Gabriella Von Ray.
1: Good morning, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Might Radio Show. I'm your host, Gabriella Van Ray. And I would like to start with something very solemn, actually. I would like to start with that all of us, every listener, can help in picking up the ball of human kindness. And I would like to start with the last and latest suicides from bullying in schools. January 17th, 2012, Amanda Cummings, 15 years old, New York. April 10th, 2012, Teddy Molina, Texas. April 13th, Grace, 15 years old, Baltimore. April 17th, Kenneth Wisem, 14 years old, Iowa. April 29th, Rachel Emke, 13 years old, Minnesota, May 6, 17-year-old Jay Corey, Rochester, May 25th, the boy's name is not disclosed, 7 years old, Detroit, June 1, Stephen, 13 years old, from Virginia, June 3, Joe Morales, 12 years old, of New York, October 11, Amanda Todd, Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. These are the statistics. There is a child that dies every day because we have not taught our younger generation to be kind to each other. I don't know why we do not teach that to other children. We seem to not be able to live by example. We seem to really be careless with each other and with the emotions of other people. I'm not saying it's not okay to tease I'm just saying that words really hurt for a lifetime. I hope some of the callers that will call in today are both bully and victim. I know for one there is a case of a gentleman that I made friendship with on Facebook and he is an adult man today and still looking for closure because he was called gay. All these words, all these things that we do to each other. I'm 49 years old and I've been bullied most of my life, but in comparison to what I hear in the last five years, nothing resembles what bullying is today. We have technology against us, we have parents that are so occupied that have three jobs at the same time trying to juggle life, and I really do understand that, and we have what I call bystanders, not willing to become active witnesses. We think it is easier to be silent. We think it is easier that it goes away. I can tell you one thing. It does not go away. We all want the same thing. We want to send our children to school, our loved ones, to an environment in the workforce where they're safe. And today, nobody seems to be safe anymore. So what, again, what is wrong with us? We can only share what we have. I can only share to you my own experience. I cannot share to you everything else. But I can tell you one thing. I just came back from Iowa and I talked to schools and I talked to nursing students and I talked in a church. And no matter where I am, I noticed that the only thing people want is that they're stopped being teased. Whether people threaten them for their lunch money or their lunch itself or people feel threatened because they, they are picked upon their uniqueness. And the uniqueness, for example, um, incredibly kind, soft-spoken child came to me after a talk and was from Japan. And I made his day by talking about Fuji Mountain because I happened to visit Japan years ago. And I told him that he came from an incredibly beautiful country. And the boy just lit up. Do you understand how easy, really easy it is, and a choice that we make every day to be kind by simply stating how incredible his country was and by stating a landmark that I happen to love, which is the Fuji Mountain. I made this boy's day. For once, he did not feel attacked. For once, he felt proud of being Japanese. We cannot treat each other like this. Now, the only way we can change this, everyone, is not by writing on Facebook that it's heart-wrenching, but by living by example. I know it sounds incredibly simple, but it isn't. I'll give you a tiny little anecdote. I have a 24-year-old and when she was about two, she wouldn't eat her vegetables and she would throw every pea deliberately off the plate towards me. And I realized that on my plate were no vegetables to be found. I'm more a type of protein girl. So I didn't like vegetables. And here I am trying to teach this child to eat something that I'm not willing to do. I realized in the next four days, I put peas and broccolis and all the things I didn't like very much back then on my plate. And you know what? It worked. Within days, the child started eating the vegetables without any complaint. Because I did it. It's that simple. If I come home from hard days of work and I say to my partner, oh, my gosh, I was in traffic and this person, and I'll leave this open. And I say something really bad about the ethnicity of this person. And I use words that I shouldn't have used. And I don't think of my child. I don't think of the children that could hear it. But, you know, they do. They sit behind their consoles and their Wi-Fi and their computers. But they heard you. They actually hang to every single word that you say, and they look up to you. Every child looks up to their parent. So that is what I'm trying to say. We blurt out these words faster than we can say boo. And we do it not because we are truly mean people. We do it because we're careless. So that's the theme for today. Let's try not to be careless Remember, bullying and treating people badly is because we do not feel good about ourselves. I could go on and on about this topic, and it's really hard, by the way, to talk to myself and not know if you are actually listening. But I beg of you, start listening, because we have to make a dent into this epidemic. It's not just in the United States. Don't think so. It's everywhere. It's in Canada. It's in my country, the Netherlands. It's in France. It's everywhere. And it starts in the home. We have to get to the source. The child that does not feel good about himself, that needs to attack someone else, learned it from somewhere. I know you don't want to hear this. I really understand that you don't want to hear this. I don't necessarily either want to. Blame a parent. This is not about blaming. But parents, educators, if we don't make the change, if we do not start teaching our children to like themselves, how can we ever let them grow into human kindness, real human kindness, where they are not afraid to share and they're not afraid that anything will ever be taken from them because they have everything to give and nothing to lose. I think this is a thought that I would really like you to think about. We have everything to give and absolutely nothing to lose, nothing at all, because all we can give is ourselves. If we actually understand that, then we could make a dent into this. There's another thought that I have for you. When I spoke to the nurse's students, which are a little bit older than most kids that I talk to, they're somewhere between 21 and 24, I would guess. They said to me something very simple, and it hit home. And they said, we're listening to you. We're we're hearing what you're saying, but it's confusing to us. And I said, okay, so why is it confusing? Well, they said it's confusing because our parents tell us to stand up for ourselves and beat up the bully. I'm pretty silent when I hear this stuff because I really think by myself, what are they talking about? This is not what we should teach our children but I told the student who asked me this question that a parent can only teach what he or she knows from experience so again let's cut the vicious circle we need to cut it there's only one way to cut it and that is to stop at the source and we are the source I am you are the listener at home the person at school The person that is scared not to do anything. And again, you think I'm only talking about children? I'm not. I'm actually talking about you in the workforce. How often are you careless to that one colleague that you actually don't like? You you don't even know if you don't like her or him. You have no idea till you ask, until you get to know them, if you actually like them. So again, suicides are happening day after day. The last one just happened to be in my hometown in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We are not immune. This child reached out, I suppose a cry for help, on YouTube. I wish that we had a sort of monitor on YouTube so that the parents could have seen this just in the nick of time. But they did not. And no one helped this 15-year-old Amanda Todd. Nobody did. We all watched. Teachers knew about her situations. Other children told her that she was not worthwhile living. And this is my big question to call her in today. You can call, by the way, at 1-888-346-9141. I would love your insight into this huge epidemic. Everyone knew that Amanda Todd was in trouble but nobody seemed to be able to help this child. She had already uh, tried to commit suicide more than once. That was kind of clear and she had changed schools more than once. But again, we are not capable of keeping this child safe in school where she got beaten up just outside of the classroom. How do we keep our children safe? How do we teach other people That life is worth it and that they are worth it. How can one child say to another child that they hope that they commit suicide, that they're not worth living? In all my 49 years, nobody has ever told me that I should commit suicide. Nobody has ever told me that I was not a worthy human being. They have teased. They have used bad words. They have used skin colors. They've done many things, but not that. And that's the part I would like to address. I would really want to find a way why we do this. Is there a TV show? Is there something out there that I'm not aware of that we have today where we think life is not worth it? That the human beings are not worthy. Every single one of us is worthy. Every child is unique. And I wish the children would understand when they go through this that it is their uniqueness that will set them apart later. Look at me. Everything that anyone ever said to me that was negative or that was bad today is very, very positive because I use my uniqueness and every bullying event formed me into the woman I am today. But that is easier said than done. And today's children that are stuck in it think that they are all alone, that there's truly nobody out there willing to help them. There are documentaries, there are so many things that we could do. I'm appalled, for example, I would say 85% of the population in North America has not seen the bully movie. It is a heart-wrenching movie that teaches us something, not just that it's heart-wrenching, but it could teach us what it is that we as individuals could do to help. Let's not be a bystander. Let's become an active witness today. When I was in Iowa, and I was a little bit too late because I was actually already with one foot traveling back, uh, I heard that this gentleman who happened to be gay had chosen a job profession and was suddenly scared to go to work because he was afraid to be beaten up. And that's not correct. Again, how can you be today 35 or 36 years old and not dare to go to work? How can we do this to another human being? Everyone has a right to love whoever they want. As long as they're not hurting anyone, it's good with me. Why can't we all have that same attitude? Why can't we have dignity? Really human dignity. My slogan is real simple. We have dropped the ball on human kindness. I actually really like those words because I wonder when is the last time that we were ever kind to someone? I know for me, when was the last time I was kind? I tried to go out of my way to be kind to a stranger. I think we can all do it. Stay tuned. We have a commercial break and we'll be right back. And again, callers 1-888-346-9141. I'm looking forward to hearing your comments and your insights about your own experiences.
3: Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
0: You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N. R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray.
1: Hey, welcome back. Uh, I think we have a caller on the line. Hello? Hi. What is your name? It's Robin. Hi, Robin. You're the friend on Facebook. Yes. It's so nice to hear your voice. Yours too. I mean...
4: Yeah, it is very nice. I just sent you an email, dear, about the Amanda story. Yes. Did you get it?
1: No, um, I was, uh, I did see everything yesterday, and I really thank you for making me aware of it. But I didn't look this morning, if that's what you mean. Can I read it to you? Yes, you may.
4: This is from Amanda that she sent to a friend that she wanted to share this. Okay. It's pretty shocking. So Go for it. Warn your viewers that they their listeners that they could be shocking.
1: Okay. This is sensitive information for the listeners.
4: Um trying to find where says the email came to me is that she's sharing this email as Amanda Todd's request from a friend of hers. Okay. She went to, this is Amanda Todd. She went to Port Moody Secondary. Her family is unsupportive. They believe money can solve anything, and moving is the answer. She had no one to talk to. She committed suicide yesterday, bless her. She was on the high school cheerleading team. She didn't tell anyone at her third new school in the past year about her problem, because the last time she did, they beat her up. Her dad made her sign a form to the hospital saying they weren't abusing her mentally. But, of course, that's not true. Bowling sucks when it's at school, but it's worse when it's from someone who is your guardian. They told her she was stupid and would never get into college. They said she was unfocused and they would never pay for her mistake. So at the age of 13, 13, she worked in a coffee shop in the wrong side of town. She was a dishwasher. Her boss would sexually abuse her. Then she found out he was a boy at school's dad. The boy found out what his dad was doing to her. He cornered her at a school in a washroom one day. Oh, my God. He made her strip. He said he would give her $3,000 if she would sleep with him. She said no. He beat her to a pulp. She told her parents. It didn't go well. Her dad locked her in her room for three days without a phone, computer, or food. Ever since, she never felt happy. She'd been cutting for three years and drinking bleach and doing different types of drugs. In conclusion, her family was a bigger bully for not believing in her. She wants this message to be passed on to let every son's daughter's parents, excuse me a minute, to be held accountable for making kids grow up too fast and not giving them proper love and support. So please love your children. They need you. Protect them more than you think. Amanda Todd. Now, something has to be done about that.
1: I do believe, Robin, that children grow up way too fast. The 16 in my era is truly the 12 today, 11, 12. And I think when you ask the school statistics too, bullying starts earlier and earlier. I even did grade one and two in in Iowa, and I can tell you that the kids already know what bullying is, I think it starts as early as kindergarten. It starts from the moment that we interact together. But you know, Robin, because you're on the phone, I would actually really love to hear about your story, because you're an adult and you're still looking for closure.
4: Well, my my bullying happened 42 years ago. In 1969, it started until 70. Um, It wound up to the extreme where the grad book that was published was actually published and printed with the word fag beside my picture. I'm not homosexual, but I do have lots of friends who are, and I have no problem with that. For 42 years, I went to school boards, schools, everybody, to get at least an apology and have it removed. Nothing happened until this September, when the media finally got a hold of it, And now they're doing something about it. The reason I'm doing it is so I can stop. More Amanda. Um, They have have agreed now with the social media and the newspaper getting involved to give me an apology. They're going to fly me down there on Monday, the 22nd of October make public apology behind closed doors, which I'm okay with, and then we're going to come out and meet the press. And this is all going to take place at the school that it all happened at.
1: Mm Robin, I'm glad that you're going to get the closure that you need because I think it's really important. I think it's important for you, and it's important for your children. And I also heard from our conversation back and forth that they're going to retract and reprint what they wrote in your graduation yearbook. Is that correct?
4: Yes, but that's something the courts would make them do anyway. So, okay. basically, my my whole trip that I've had with school board and School districts is they've actually bullied me into going away.
0: Okay.
4: And it wasn't until it hit the newspapers that they actually talked to me
1: on a phone. Well, Robin, I wish I could be there for you in Vancouver. I but wish I it could do, dear. I'm on a road trip through California because it's National Anti-Bullying Month, and that's, of course, why we're talking about it on these segments right now. But I thank you for sharing your story. I'm going to have to go to the next caller, but it's really neat to hear your voice. But I sent you that
4: email, and can you please read it and see
1: what you can do about it and share Amanda's story? I will. Could you also send it to me through Facebook Messenger so that I get it there, too? I will make sure it gets out. And just. To finish on Amanda Todd for the listeners, it is terrible when you are not safe in your own home either. And there is bullying from every single angle. And this young lady, we, we none of us were kind to her. And we really let this happen. I think if all of us took the time for two seconds, we would find an Amanda Todd in our lives. And we could all help her.
4: And I've been through the ordeal. I've been through some, not all, of the cracks that she fell through, and I know how to fix them. I just need somebody to pass this on to. Like,
1: I will. Send it to me, and thank you so much for calling in. I really right. appreciate it. Thank you. and uh, Thank you. Listeners, we're going to take the next caller. I think she is Susan. Hi there. Um, Gabriella, this is
5: Susan, and I'm up in Vancouver like yourself. Hi. How
1: are you? I'm very good. I think you've
5: been a little late because I was uh, watching a show called The War on Tyranny by Gary Null about the drug stuff going on in the States. I'm American as well as landed up here. I've been here a while. Anyways, um, I was co- totally shocked about what's gone on with the situation with Amanda and connected with you, and then I'm acquaintances with Christy Brinkley in New York through a friend from high school, and she even put it up there. She said she's going out there to voice stuff. And there's another friend that I knew from here who, I don't know if you know her. Oh, I'm trying to think of her name. She I can Facebook her to you. But she runs the bullying group. She's, like, in charge down there in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been doing it for a number of years. And then I'm a, a, I'm an actress, ex-teacher, clairvoyant. I'm a lot of things. I'm a Renaissance woman. So I've trained in public speaking and all kinds of things. And I must say, I think I said it on Facebook with a regard to Amanda, that I'm an empath. And years ago, bullying came through me. And it was like, this is going to be catastrophic. It's going to be huge. So I picked up on it maybe three, four years ago, and it's just been escalating and escalating. And, you know, I sat back because I've been dealing with my own personal stuff out in New York with my own brother. He's an older guy. I'm older, but I've been bullied. I've been bullied a lot in life, even though, you know, they think it's love. There's been, you know, people jab
1: at you. That's a form of bullying. There are so many forms of bullying. To me, my definition of bullying is when it becomes so paralyzing that the child or the adults, because in the case of Robin, it's as an adult too, yeah, that, yeah. that you cannot live, that you become so paralyzed with fear that you cannot live your daily life. Well, that's, Okay, so I experienced that. Unfortunately, I,
5: you know, I want to be Wrong and whatever, my dad died. My sister-in-law and I had issues. I don't want to get into the whole nine yards. I mean, it feels like it's been a story of this life and what I went through since my father passed. But I was totally bullied by my brother and his wife, and he's in charge of the trust. And just, comp- I mean, they're in a court of law right now in New York.
1: Do you agree that we need to teach that we stand up for each other, but that the but bystander... Sure, needs- we have to stand up for each other. We have to support.
5: It's you know, I'm not alone. I mean, I talk to so many people, I'm, I'm like really strong, because that's my character, but I hear this all the time by people. Non-stop. So I need to be a support system, and I'd also like to talk to you because Zingo, what happened yesterday, as soon as I saw that thing on Amanda, I called someone who's, uh, does impersonating here. I was around Jim Burns last week. We need to do a fundraiser in this town, and I'd love to talk with you before you leave when you get back, because something needs to be done here.
1: I'm back in Vancouver on November 1st. I just Okay, well, I'll send you my home number. It's also
5: on my info page. But, you know, like it's time for me to go out in the community and stand
1: up for belief systems. That's what I was just going to ask you. If everyone stands up and does their part in their environment around them, we can really make a go Because each association of bullying is doing great work. Mm-hmm. But what I think we forget is that we need to do it, we need to spread it, what's around us. Well, we need really to work space. within our communities, but as this gentleman just said about what
5: happened, I mean, I, I understand, and I mean, I just like flawed. I was captain of cheerleading in high school and junior high, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, Um, even having talked with my own parents who were teachers and professionals, they never listened. No. Susan... And, you know, so it's it's a pattern, and it's about ceasing these patterns. And, like, the kids of the future, even though our world is in chaos with don't get me started because I know a lot about everything, and I'm on to a lot of causes, but... I have to put in so much time with other different things that I'm seeing, especially even my own life. But, yeah, I'd be real happy to connect with you and start, you know, putting my hands into, you know, where it's needed. Like the children of the future, the
1: adults, everybody needs to work together. But we cannot do it if we do not live by example. I really think people need to understand that. Thank you, Susan. We're going into break. Thank you.
2: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner parent child sibling friend neighbor or even co-worker you are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home family caregivers unite with dr gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
0: You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray.
1: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this incredibly important subject, the epidemic of bullying. It is National Anti-Bullying Month. is October, and I thank you for Susan and Robin for calling in. And I would like to put the next caller on the on the phone, on the line.
4: Hi, Gabriella. This is Tim Hart from Davenport,
1: Iowa. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good, and you? I'm really good. I was just in your fair town. It was I, gorgeous. I, I
4: actually went online and watched your interview on Paula's Fan's Live.
1: Oh, super. <laughs> I dubbed Davenport the heartland because I thought everyone's heart was in the right place. Well, we try. And- People are really trying to make a dent into this bullying situation. What what is your take on that?
4: Well, I I think people are working on it, but um, bullying, as far as I'm concerned, is a learned behavior. And I think people learn bullying from their family, from school, from religious groups, from politicians. And kids learn this behavior early on from uh, watching the actions of people and the words of people. Um, They hear things like um, being called crybaby. Or calling somebody a sissy. Um, in, in high school, I remember, it didn't happen to me, but I remember a gym, or a gym teacher um, calling the kid fatso. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, and kids pick up on it, or the kids hear a- ethnic or racial slurs. So I think we need to teach respect and acceptance to everyone, regardless of their race or gender, national origin, religious beliefs, appearance, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Or even um, disabilities.
1: But you know, Tim, one of the things that I notice, and I do this all the time. I did it in in the church, too. I go up to um, someone who's in the audience, right? Mm -hmm. And I say, hi, I'm Gabriella. I'm from Holland. You should see their faces, Tim. Mm -hmm. They see the dark complexion. They see the dark hair. And they, they have instantly, uh. And this is where I think we have gone wrong as a society. We need, and and I agree with what you're saying, it is learned, but what is it that makes us want to put everyone within a box? And if that person is not fitted into a box, it's as if we cannot deal with it. Now, I try the same thing by going to someone within the audience and I literally say, um, hi, I'm from Canada, Vancouver. The difference, Tim, is day and night. Oh, yes. I happen to live in Vancouver, but I'm not from Vancouver. I have a Dutch passport and I feel Dutch. So I would be lying, right? Why would I have to lie to make my own life easier? So I'm trying to say to people that box me in is that we're a melting pot that hasn't melted. We have done something to this multiculturalism world that we live in. With a non-acceptance that is so big that I think, you know, I just talked earlier. I don't know if you heard it about this amazing little boy uh, in Moline at the Jane Jane Addams School who is from Japan. You were just talking about racial slurs in Vancouver. I think they are made every second about someone from China because we have such an afflux of Chinese people living in Vancouver. It is outrageous to hear that. And I'm sure that for Davenport it must be something else. And for every every state there is you know, it's like we, we pick on one race and we just set them apart from us.
4: Well, and I don't think it's just race, Gabriella. I think, you know, um it, it covers all different types of things. Um you know, I, not only race but uh you know, national origin but, maybe or religious or so
1: so How could how could you help me in, in getting the listener to understand that the base has to change with them?
4: Well, and I think one of the things, you know, I hear parents say, oh, <clears throat> oh I had a talk with my kids today about bullying. My mm-hmm. response to them is always, did you train those kids to pot- potty train those kids in one day or one yeah. sitting? You have to have ongoing type of things. And I think parents need to sit down with their kids on a regular basis and talk about things that are happening. You know, kids see stuff on the internet or they see stuff on the news and say to them, hey, that's wrong. Or they hear stuff in a church and, you know, the pastor saying, you know, uh, being gay is a sin. Um, parents need to go back to the kids and say, time out. While I don't agree with arguing with my pastor, the pastor's wrong. And... You know, talking to them about when they see different kinds of injustices and doing that on an ongoing basis, this stuff of I've had a talk with my kids so they won't be a bully is, is crap.
1: But most parents are so afraid that their kids could be a bully. And so there is such deniability when I talk to parents, I feel like I'm against a, a wall.
4: Right. Well, and that's, that's one of the things we need to work on, not just the kids that are doing the bullying, but the parents and the teachers. Like this Iowa, is my- Iowa has a law called, say, Schools Initiative, where schools are required to report bullying to the state. And but how
1: do I get the parents to come? How do I get them to listen?
4: Hmm.
1: I, I give you an example. If I speak at a school in Moline or in Davenport, how do I get an evening group where the parents will show up?
4: Well, and I think, again, some of the stuff you said, like you know, going out into the audience and watching reactions – and then talking to them about those reactions and saying, okay, what kind of talks do you have with your kids about this? And how often do you do it? Yeah. Um, you know, that it's extremely important. It's causing extreme damage uh, to kids. We've got kids mm-hmm. taking their lives because they're being bullied. Yeah. Or they become so bullied that they become violent and go out and do um, some kind of a horrible crime. You know, we... I mean, we've just got to keep on and on and on and on with the parents and with the teachers and with the religious people and the politicians um, about, you know, we've got to put a stop to this. And so we need to start having some very, very serious discussions on an ongoing basis.
1: If you can help me, Tim, to get 100 parents in a room in Davenport, I'm flying straight back. Okay, sounds great. So, Tim, I really mean that, Tim. I cannot get the parents to come. I cannot get them to come. And I give you an example. In church, in the Lutheran Church in Davenport, I gave a talk. And um, I was very happy because there were children and parents. But one parent... And, and I got a kind of nose for it now because I do it so much. I picked out the child that was being picked on. And to tell you the truth, I didn't see anything wrong with this child. I thought she was amazing, beautiful. And I called her Jenny with the two hearts because she had drawn two little hearts next to her name. So I said, Jenny with the two hearts, why don't you come here and help me play act? And I instantly saw her body language move with the shoulders you know when when you are when you have this attitude like oh yeah not again yeah i know oh they don't mean to so she had braces and her mother had no clue that this child is being teased day after day in school and so i was very happy because the parent now got to see by accident that her and now she can help her daughter do you see what i mean there there's and i try to also get the parent to understand that this child will never tell you're not going to tell your parents right you you want to solve the all the own problem and besides in this case the child is of course a little bit mad at the parent for giving them braces to begin with right right because let's be honest crooked teeth you don't feel them I always say to people, we do not look at ourselves. You look at me. I don't look at you, right? <laughs> so it's really easy to criticize what, what the eyes see. I'm just trying to get people to see differently. But if you can get a crowd of 100 parents into a room in Davenport, I'm in.
4: Okay. <laughs> we can try our best. I think you're going to get another call from from a lady from Davenport in a few minutes here.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Tim. I have a couple of other callers, so I have to go, but I really appreciate that you call. And I really appreciate that you said that we have to do something about the source, and that's the part that nobody wants to do. So I really thank you for pushing that message home.
4: Okay, thanks. Have a good
1: day. Thank you. I think our next caller is...
6: Hi, my name is Monica, and I just want to say I've read your book, and I'm a great admirer of your work, and I love the work that you're doing. And I'm 50, and I was bullied in school. But the times have changed so much. So there's another issue I feel is important, and it's really hard to address because when I went to school, there was no laptop, there was no Wi-Fi, there was no cell phone. And now there's a lot of bullies. I call them the keyboard bullies, where you're in school, and more to do with high school students, and they write terrible things about a person and take a picture of a person, and it's all over the Internet within seconds.
1: Yeah. Technology is beautiful, and technology is a pain. Uh And I think um, the children of today need to be a little bit more protected. But don't forget, Monica, technology is like a sort of easy babysitter for a lot of people. And I don't mean anything nasty by that, but... We need to monitor and we do not need to think that we're spying on our children. There are a lot of softwares out there that are only a $20 a month fee. And every single time it would monitor if, if people say something bad. So I, if I had a child today that was anywhere between the age of seven and 18, I would have that monitoring system with the child knowing it. But can I tell you, Monica, that when, Again, when I was in Iowa, because that's my last trip, I can tell you one thing. Too many hands went up. Grade 3, 4, and 5. Too many hands went up saying that they had Facebook. This is not good. I did not even know that you had Facebook at this age. It is, seems so young. Uh, it seems that we're still in, learning the English language. So I really don't understand what they're doing on Facebook.
6: So this is giving what I call um, the cowardly. It's a bully, but they're a coward. Because like you said, they hide behind Facebook. You can have fictitious names, fictitious numbers. And you Uh, could be at a schoolyard, and they take a picture instantly, and it's all over. And like the previous caller, like, you know, the kid with braces? Well, I had braces, and I hated it. People kicked on me then. Now you still have that, but now it can be over the Internet. So the schools, in my opinion, aren't doing enough. Everyone takes their phone to school. They cheat. They get everything downloaded. The school also needs to take more responsibility, what's acceptable. And they acknowledge there's a problem, and they're against anti-bullying, and yet the, the bullies still get away with it. And the children that are picked on have these scars.
1: Okay. We need to go into break, but I thank you very much for calling in, Monica. It's really appreciated. And to give your insights. Okay. Thank you.
2: Success starts here. moyer's environmental dialogues with dr rob moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet earth tune in wednesdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on the green living channel the mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network.
0: are tuned in to might radio do you have a question or comment for our show perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness please send an email to gabriella von ray at gmail.com that's g-a-b-r-i-e-l-l-a-v-a-n-r-i-j at gmail.com now back to might radio with gabriella von ray
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and especially for the last little segment. Um, We had a lot of caller-ins, and one of the things that I heard nonstop, and especially from Tim, and I'm really glad that he said it, is we are not doing anything about getting to the source. We vilify the bully, we punish him or her, and we glorify the victim. But the real source, and he said it again, the parents, the educators, the um, churches, everyone, even clubs, everyone that has to do with these kids on a daily basis. If we say to children that everything has to be boxed in, whether it is um, an ethnicity, whether it is because you're gay, we do not have to box people in. Again, we do not need to be fearful from each other it is absolutely okay to belong and it's absolutely okay to just let people be can we live in a sea of multicultural world and just let a person stand there I have an analogy that I use and it would be much nicer if we weren't on the radio so that you could see it but imagine for just one second a sea full of M&M's And they're not colorful anymore, all of them are yellow, different hues of yellow, but every single M&M is yellow. And the reason I'm saying that is when I was young, yellow meant blonde and blue eyes because that's how everyone looked to me in the 60s in in the Netherlands. And then one little red M&M appears and that was me when I came into the lives of my new family after the adoption. Why couldn't children just let me be? They couldn't because you're the stranger, you're the new kid in school, and usually, what do we tend to do? We pick on them because we do not know who they are, and so the whole group kind of reacts to that. And what I would like you to understand with my analogy is that the little red M&M, all that he or she tries to do is cover up the difference. And I would like to leave this show with why do we want to cover it up? We so desperately want to fit in and belong to a group that that's, I think, why we do it. But when I show this to children in classrooms, they and, and the little red M&M became a little bit yellow, they all shout, why aren't you staying true to who you are? So with those words, I would really like you to take this home. It takes a lifetime to undo all the hurtful words but it also takes a lifetime to undo to pretend who you are you don't have to pretend you can be a happy kid in a multicultural world just be really proud of who you are stand up for who you are stand up for your quirkiness and your differences and it doesn't matter what those differences are whether you have long hair short hair curly hair whether you feel that you're Uh, Bigger or taller or way too short wear glasses or braces. It does not matter Your personality matters your kindness matters What it is that you're willing to put out there really matters so parents educators become active become involved in Everyone's lives not just your kids know who they befriend Be involved. Do not go and sit in the evening behind your television screen. I know it's so much easier than to have a meal with your children for 30 minutes and find out how their day was. Let them discover how your day was. Talk to them about bullying. Talk to them about kindness. Maybe you could share with them on a daily basis something that you did that was kind and really share that. So my closing today is let's all together pick up the ball for human kindness. Let's teach it to our children, and let's start next door. I always laugh because we always go somewhere else. We always need to go far away. All we need to do is step out of our houses and go to the supermarket where we're used to and be nice to the cashier, be nice to the person at the parking lot, especially in Vancouver parking is a fortune so it's not their fault they're just doing their job be kind to people it's a choice you can make every day and please again become an active witness and thank you so much for listening to today's show it's really important to make a dent into this epidemic of anti-bullying thank you
0: thank you again for joining us this week Mike Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform.
2: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's your world.